You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes, give or take, due to COVID, every (laughs) week. With less shows, though, which I'm kind of sad about, kind of relieved about, we might hit our 30-minute time frame that we usually uh, stick to when there's not six different Bravo shows. So no Atlanta, no Family Karma. So I think we just dive into Shaw's, which is the finale. Which was the finale. Who knew? I feel like, I don't know if it's because we're watching so many Bravo shows and not seeing as many commercials but I, I would have thought we would the teasers would have made it seem like it was a finale. Like I didn't realize walking into it, watching it, that it was the finale. I didn't even realize it watching like the end of it because I didn't maybe mine just cut off in a weird spot, but I didn't get my usual like MJ. Like usually they pull out each person. Did you get that on yours? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's also been a minute since I fully watched Shod, so who knows? <laughs> and I'm blaming a lot of things on pregnancy brain and mom brain. So I don't know. Well, but yeah, I was surprised that it was the end of it. It seemed like there could have yeah. been more. So I saw something that MJ posted. We'll share it to our stories that basically it looks like somebody else, like this was someone else's hypothesis. And she shared it, like posted it to her feed. So to me, that makes me think it might be legit. That the reason why it was so short was because of the major Reza MJ drama in the beginning. They were refusing to film together. So there wasn't a ton going on. And I think there's some truth to that because really we had like one or two episodes of them not talking, not being friends. And then it picked up with them kind of having their reunion lunch. And then we had Hawaii and we had all these things. So until they agreed to film with each other, there wasn't a lot of content to put out there. And then Adam not backing down from the restraining order made it really hard to continue filming them with Tommy because Mercedes isn't going to go to everything by herself. So that's why we got a short season. That's like the, that's what was out there. That's what MJ posted. Now this does, I think, put MJ in a favorable position because it makes it seem like without her and Reza, but really without her, there's not as much content out there. So I can see why she posted it, but there might be some truth to that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny on my DVR, it has the previous seasons on there And I looked at, this is what, season seven or eight? I can't remember. But anyhow, the previous season had 13 episodes, which was about what we got. So I was like, oh, so maybe they've always been shorter and I didn't realize it. But either way, I feel like there's definitely truth to everything that you just shared as well. I mean, the entire season, if you think about it, was MJ and Reza drama. And usually it's them stirring up drama and it's kind of fun to watch them 
like conjure something up and create little fights and then it backfires and watching them, you know, backpedal, but like they're always in each other's corner together. So it never felt like people were being attacked. And this season, there were times I felt like it was hard to watch. And I, I really worry about Shaw's going forward. So I've always loved Shaw's. I would say I don't always watch it religiously, but I enjoy it. It's a good binge to watch two or three episodes if you're bored. And I just don't know what they're going to do going forward. I feel like this season, it was nice watching MJ and Reza come to some sort of resolution, but then that all fell to shit when he's like, yeah, the, the restraining order's staying. And we know now they're still not friends. No. And Adam, I mean, I don't want to blame it on Adam, but I am. <laughs> he's the reason why they will never reconcile. I understand why Reza has to stand by his man because it's his marriage. But to me, in the conversation that they shared and who knows what else, what other conversations, I think if I strongly felt like we could drop restraining orders, I would have been fighting, vouching for that a little more, like pushing my partner like, okay, let's like give it a month and then maybe let's revisit and let's drop it or whatever it may be. But there was none of that. And the fact that he didn't even have Reza, didn't have the balls to even tell MJ without Nima getting involved, I think speaks a lot of volume, speaks volumes too. I agree. I don't know if it was Nima's place to say it. I think he's trying really hard to maintain some neutrality. And that means he has to help MJ out. He has to help Reza out. I'm sure like he's kind of feeling this like power, like not power struggle, but just a struggle of like, how do I balance two friendships with people who don't like each other and also maybe help them somehow become friends again? I just don't, I mean, does, does Adam think his safety is really that compromised? I get that, you know, Mike is a hothead and yeah, he, he said a bunch of stuff, but at the end of the day, do you really feel like he would cause you physical harm? He would come to your house with, I think he was saying like Reza was like, you know, this time he vandalized next time it's a knife. Next time it's a gun. I mean, do you really think it's going to get to that point? And I don't think anyone else out there believes one that Adam's that scared and two that Mike would actually come onto their property and cause such physical harm that like their life would be in danger. Oh yes. And you mean Tommy. I mean, Tommy. Yes. Yeah. Not Mike. Sorry. Tommy. <laughs> You're good. You're good. No, Tommy. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And the thing is this whole drama started with Adam to begin with. Like it all started with his rumor and his inappropriate yeah. behavior with the naked Jenga, which I find slightly ironic in all of this, that he's the reason why this friendship has exploded. And he's still the reason why, in my opinion, why they still haven't reconciled. But I, I really don't, I think, I think had Reza said, like I said, let's give it a month to just calm you down a little bit. And then let's be, he's a father. Like he's, I don't, like you said, I don't think Tommy's gonna, he's got enough shit on his way. I don't think terrorizing Adam is number one on his list. And he broke some plants, people. Like I get, it was not, it was not the right thing to do. You do not come on someone's property and make them feel like just any type of like not being safe. But at the end of the day, he, he broke some potted plants and threw them around. It's not like he broke windows, stole your dogs. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just think this is like being really blown out of proportion. And I think it's trickling now into other people. Yes. MJ said some stupid shit to Pauline that she shouldn't have. But I feel like now Mike is kind of like, eh, I think this is my opportunity to maybe start some shit, shit with, MJ as well, when he was the biggest proponent for trying to move everyone forward up until the Hawaii trip. Yeah, I thought that whole situation and him not showing up to the the sprinkle, the sip and see, sorry, the sip and see was bullshit. 
Like, just put your shit aside. Practice what you're preaching, Mike. Just, I just think it's kind of shitty to do, especially in like a monumental moment like that. Like MJ clearly went all out. It was a bit extra, but also she's never, she's not going to be able to do this again with any other child. So I feel like there's a little bit of that too, but just kind of put that aside and just show up. She did apologize even in the Hawaii trip and made it seem like you guys were cool to move forward. And then all of a sudden to like, be like, no, I'm not going to go is kind of shitty. And I think the whole point of this was to celebrate Sham's life and just like this new beginning and new life in general. Yes, MJ and Tommy are part of that, but it really was about Shams. And I think if I were Mike and I'm evaluating this, you know, they MJ and Mike have been friends for so long that I would show up. I, and I might even say, I'm here because of Shams. You and I are going to have to work through our stuff, but I don't want Shams to ever look back on memories and question why I wasn't there for him. And I think they're close enough. I mean, they're basically like family that they should have been there. And I also think Reza should have said to Adam, I get you don't feel comfortable. I need to at least go bring a gift, talk to MJ for a quick second and then leave. And I will avoid Tommy, but I just feel like I need to be there. I just, I thought it was kind of shitty that neither one of them went. Yeah. How do you feel about Golnessa not being there? That one, it didn't bother me as much. I think Golnessa and Mercedes have had such a complicated past. I don't know if there really has ever been a point where they have been like family and have been best friends and been super close. I think there's times where they enjoy one another and they have fun. I just don't like looking back. I just don't remember a time where I ever thought they truly were best friends. And I think sometimes Mercedes pushed Gigi to say and do things that maybe she didn't want to do, particularly uh, many, many seasons ago when Gigi was saying that she and Mike hooked up while he was, I think engaged to Jessica so I just think there's a rocky pass there and I get her maybe not wanting to be there. I also wonder too, if it was really hard for Golnessa emotionally to go to something celebrating, you know, a new baby when she had just had an awful and traumatic miscarriage herself and isn't really sure if that's in her future. Cause at this point she was not pregnant. I agree with everything you just said. I think that sums it up. Did you get a chance to watch the watch what happens live with Reza MJ, Adam, and Tommy. No, I want to go back and watch it. I will say, I and I know some people love this. My husband is loving these like Zoom, you know, like rustic talk shows. I don't love it because I think people can get away with more and don't necessarily like really address things head, heads on. Did they really talk about it? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to watch. So I was hoping you got a chance to watch <laughs> and all the TV we both that failed we there. We yeah. both failed, but we will, I'll, I was going to check it out. So maybe I'll check it out today. Oh, we, neither one of us missed Roni guys. So don't, do not worry. We will never not be prepared when it comes to our ladies of New York. And this one starts off with just Dale being Dale. I love that Dale cries at the most ridiculous things. And I say that knowing I very well might be a Dale one day. <laughs> she was, I mean, like essentially crying at her daughter coming out in like the outfit she was going to end the fashion show in and puts on the crown. We all remember the epic scene where Dale cried seeing Tinsley's frozen eggs. Like I just love that Dale cries at anything and everything. I loved it too. And I thought it was actually sweet because she thought Tinsley looked a lot like herself. And as we all know, because the producers gave us those flashbacks, Tinsley was an it girl. I mean, she is like the gossip girl, if you will, of New York. She was kind of was in that time. She was 
in these different runway shows. And she does, like when she walks, she looks super confident. So I think it was she was getting glimpses of that Tinsley again, which I thought was sweet. Yeah, I think it was good to see that. I mean, I, I remember Tinsley before Real Housewives. It was like right around the time where socialites really were kind of a thing. And it was like Paris Hilton was just being Paris Hilton. She was famous because she was rich and she was going out and sitting at fashion shows. And Tinsley was kind of like the Paris Hilton of New York, a little bit older, I think. But that, I mean, that was kind of, she just wanted to be a socialite and go to parties and get photographed and be famous for that. And she did a pretty good job of it. She did. And I'm curious, I mean, not to get too far ahead, and this is the last comment I'll make about it, but with her move to Chicago, if she cares that that image or her getting back out there matters or not. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Chicago has a pretty... Like, I don't, it's not like the same scene as New York or LA, but I feel like they have a, a, up until COVID, a pretty good social schedule as well. There's a lot of like events there. I know that like Chicago society is, can be kind of catty and judgy like New York. So she might, I mean, I think she might be able to escalate herself to the top pretty quickly, but I could see her being a lot of like lifestyle magazines and stuff like that out there. Absolutely. But, uh. I cannot let this go. I know we post, I posted a picture of the photographer to our stories, the curly redhead guy, Ramona and her photo etiquette. She is just the worst. If anybody (laughs) forgot, she essentially kicked Giselle out of a photo at a summer, an event this last summer. Uh, I think it was in the Hamptons and Giselle was trying to take a photo. Kristen Takeman was there. There was a, a designer and a model. And she basically turned to Giselle and was like, no, you're not in this one. And then Ramona posted the picture after kicking Giselle out and said, women supporting women, which is (laughs) the most ironic caption ever. And then she kicks out this poor woman who's like been standing, waiting at the backdrop to take a picture with the Pamela Roland. Yeah. Yeah. And Ramona's like, no, I'm doing it. And you need to move aside. She's like, okay, well, I want to take one too. And she's like, after me. It was so rude. She is so rude, but I've gotten to a place with with Ramona where it's like comical now to me. (laughs) Like, I'm glad I'm not on that end of the stick, but it's just kind of comical. I just feel like Ramona turned whatever age, I'm going to say like 50 probably for Ramona and just like all fucks fly out the window. Like that comes to etiquette, that comes to all things. (laughs) And and it just kind of shows and she's she's hypocritical with pretty much in her everyday life on a lot of different topics, but she's kind of like, whatever. I think it's kind of comical. I, th- I find it funny. It is annoying though. She's, <laughs> she, and she'll never own up to it. Is No, maybe. she's never wrong. Yeah. It's just always like, what? I mean, I just want to take my photograph and she just, Ramona, she just, she is what she is. What you see is what you get. <laughs> she's not, she's not going to feel sorry for it. I will say I did feel like, so when Ramona talked about her house and the conditions that Tinsley left her room in, I did kind of side with Ramona, which I didn't think I would. But I started I'm- thinking about myself and like if I were to at your house, like people's houses, I go when I spend time at someone's house, I would never leave it in like a messy way. I feel like I kind of separate two different things when I'm watching Housewives, how I would behave and how I expect people to behave. And then how housewives behave and how I expect slash want them to behave. <laughs> First of all, the big stain. I mean, when Tin- when they showed the scene of Tinsley like scrubbing it, I couldn't see it. Now, she might have been covering it with her hand, but it couldn't have been that big. Yes, the room was left kind of a mess. I will say it, it didn't look probably the way she found it when she first got there. But Ramona is horrible at doing this herself. She trashed Dorinda's house when she was drunk. Yep. 
And I think Ramona's also just in general, a bad host. She kept saying, I didn't have like a, a housekeeper. I, d- I had to do it all myself. I'm like, you made everybody clean your kitchen. You made them pick up after themselves. You made people set the table. You picked like the whole weekend you had everybody else playing host. So I didn't feel that sorry for her that she had to clean up the room afterwards. Cause I do think like when people stay at your house, you have to strip the sheets, you have to wash them. That's just kind of what happens. And sometimes you have to pick up, pick up after them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you bring up all fair points. I did like, I was just channeling myself and I think everything you're saying, how you expect normal people, everyday people to act versus how a housewife to act. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely truth to that. But in my head, I was like putting myself in her shoes and I was like, I don't think I would have left all the cans. Like I would have probably done a little more. I would try to pick up the cans or like compile them. Sometimes people have really small waste baskets and guest bedrooms. So it's kind of hard. Like you don't want to be like overflowing, but I would maybe put it all into like one corner. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I definitely would have left it a little bit nicer than Tinsley. The one thing though, that I, I just can't figure out how I feel about it. Leah and her drinking. So she, you know, said that she kind of has a dark past when it comes to alcohol and she's pretty much been sober and she got very drunk as we all saw. And then the aftermath of it, one, I thought it was a little odd that she texted her family, like I'm going to drink. And then she also texted her baby, baby daddy. They're not They were never married. So I guess he's just like her co-parent partner. I don't know the best term to use that for that. And she texted her parents and like her mom won't even speak to her. And she was very upset about it. I I don't know. Like one, I don't know why she texted them, I guess, just to be up transparent because they were going to see it on TV. But two, I don't understand why she drank them. If it's just if it's such a happy thing in her life. Yeah, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. And not knowing the full story, I'm trying not to be too judgmental but I I would imagine her mother and I think I mean she is a mom too but I would think her mother and the shit that Leah's probably put her through in her life gives her every single reason to be upset in her daughter's decisions however we don't know what leaps and bounds Leah has made it has been what she said like nine years or six nine some a large Several years. more, than, Yeah, more than just like a few weeks. Yeah, She's been sober several years since she was sober. So I don't know in that time frame what changes she has made in her life to make it seem that she can make that decision. And maybe a part of that is owning it up to her parents and her co-parent. I don't know, but I, it's, it's weird. And I feel like as we continue to watch this season, I'm sure our feelings are going to shift and change about it. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's something we're going to keep seeing this sort of the struggle. We're also seeing it with Luann, which before we jump into the preview that gave us quite a, quite a glimpse into how Luann might be now. What did you think about Sonia's fashion show? I don't know if you call it a fashion show. I think it was just basically displaying her fashion line that she doesn't really create. It's like an envy fashion show to me. It was like an envy fashion show. There is a Reddit thread on this that that uh, where Sonia has sourced her clothes, it's like through some Alibaba website and like you could get the same clothes in China for like a lot cheaper and uh, whatever it may be. I just think it's like an envy fashion show, except she's an online, she's using herself as the brand and it's like an dot com e-commerce type thing, but she's not designing these outfits. She's just sourcing them from different places and curating it as her look and feel. I don't think it's a fashion show. I mean, Ramona said it. So, uh, yeah. And if I were Leah, I would be pissed for getting a sweatsuit too. 
I mean, I like I would love that right now in quarantine life. But if all of my friends are getting nice dresses and this is this was a fashion show part of New York Fashion Week. It wasn't obviously one of the main shows, but it still was an event in New York during Fashion Week. You don't show up in loungewear. And I get that Sonia just put it on. And this is why I love some Sonia to kind of show that it, it was a nice set. But I felt like it was sort of a dig at Leah. And I totally agree. Everyone was like, yeah, I think she purposely did this. And Sonia's like, I'm too busy to be thinking about that kind of stuff. I I think it was intentional. Oh, yeah. I mean, she wasn't that busy to not think about what she's going to wear and give her. And the fact that she gave all the other ladies like a couple options and just gave her one, that felt very intentional to me. Like she like wants this young new thing. It's almost like she was hazing her in some ways. <laughs> it didn't fit with her line either or what everyone else is wearing. I mean, Dorinda has this like bright, sparkly outfit. Ramona couldn't wear her dress. She said it was way too small on her, which is a classic Sonia move. Tinsley's was very tight as well, but it was like a nice cocktail dress. And in looking at Sonia's line, which I'm saying in air quotes, I, I didn't see like this loungewear cashmere set really fitting anything that you could have made like high fashion. No, not at all. What do you think this is like an envy show? Minus oh, the store set. I also want to know this Alibaba website because some of her stuff is cute. Like I would legit wear some of her things, but I will say for what I am imagining the quality is and uh, knowing that, you know, this isn't like a, she's not a fashion designer. This isn't something that's like, I don't want to say high end, but it's it's not high end. I don't really want to pay the price point for something. She's not like sourcing yeah. where the materials and like where it's getting made. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, there's like a cute tweed blazer. I actually almost bought it for BravoCon, but I want to say it was like, $128, which isn't bad for a tweed blazer, but I'm like, this isn't like Banana Republic where I trust the quality or I know if I don't like it, I'll just go return it. Like, I just didn't trust uh, Sonia's e-commerce return policy. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think a lot of that too, as much as we love, love Sonia, is also her track yes. record of all her businesses. Tipsy girl, the toaster oven. <laughs> so it's like, kind of, we. I need Sonia by Sonia Morgan to be around for like another five years, probably <laughs> for me to feel like, okay, yeah, I'll buy something. Checks and balances. Checks and balances are in place. Exactly. Uh, so we did see a preview, though, of Luann sipping a drink. And I'm like, oh, no, no, there's vodka in there. And she looks at the ladies and gives, like, such a weird look and then continues to sip it, which obviously this means we're now going to be seeing a drinking Luann. Yeah, I forgot to mention this. Um, I saw this on the Internet, but someone meant someone caught her in the Hamptons, like the crazy Tiki Torch Hampton night, her taking a sip out of a wine glass, but it could have been a Coke. Uh, I saw that. That's the thing. That's like, it's so hard. And I don't want to judge these people like, uh, Lala will take shots of like Diet Coke or shots of water to feel like she's socially participating. And a lot of people comment like that's against AA rules and all this. I, I don't want to get in there and judge how someone's handling their sobriety. So I, I'm not sure of that. I wouldn't have been shocked, though, if there was some alcohol in Luann's cup. I truly believe Lala, though, is is sticking to sobriety. For sure. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, at least next week we'll find out. And at least she's owning it, I guess, and isn't being, like, shady yeah, about it. it out but there. still, I'm curious to see what her reasoning is other than, like, maybe I just need a drink. I don't know. Well, one thing I do know, Beverly Hills has the worst slash most entertaining 
dinner parties ever. I love that Kyle was like, I just got home from being away and now I'm going to have a huge dinner party and I'm going to invite some people that aren't necessarily getting along and I'm just going to see what happens. <laughs> like it was the perfect storm. It was, I mean, the only thing missing was Camille and that weird uh, psychic, psychic with her e-cig. I mean, uh, I almost said Roni. I don't even know what you call R-O-B-H. Roby? Robe? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, three episodes in and I'm still entertained. So I'm, I have to say, I'm like, okay, ladies, like you guys are bringing it. I'm enjoying it. This dinner party was another dinner party from hell. And it was hilarious. I, I love that Sutton brought fireball. I was like, okay, Sutton, I see you. I like my fireball shots. I was like, okay, I like it. And then <laughs> things continue to transpire and I don't know. I mean, I also am shocked that you haven't. Vanessa has a, I would say pretty open amongst like me, but we haven't talked about too much on this podcast. You have a love affair with the babysitter. And how great was it to see him go from, oh, yes. from being Kyle's assistant to Kyle's dinner guest? I mean, that is the I ultimate. Love Justin, I love Justin Sylvester. He daily pop got me through my maternity leave and he's on there. He's hilarious. He's good friends with Kyle. So I love, love, love that he was on there and he was so quiet probably because he was taking in all the drama, but I need to find out his take on everything after being on it, but he's so great. He's so funny. And of course he got to sit next to Sutton, right? Up front and personal to all the drama with Teddy. his face when Aaron started speaking, like I need to go back, rewatch it and freeze that for all of you. I mean, it was priceless but it was also all of us in that moment like what the fuck is he talking about but before we get to Aaron I I love that Sutton brought fireball but I also love that she acts she like brings fireballs like I'm the fun party girl y'all that's not how she talks but that's me doing it and then she sits down and is like oh now I'm gonna be a southern belle I'm gonna be proper I don't know where to sit I'm gonna make a big deal about the fact that there aren't place cards I felt left out and I'm going to break up Teddy and Edwin and not let them sit next to one another, which, of course, was staged. Like, if anybody thought that just was circumstance. But then and then she starts talking about, like, oh, this is an appropriate dinner talk. I'm like, so fireballs and a- the sex yeah. talk. Yeah. Like, you can't talk about sex at the dinner table, but fireballs an appropriate gift to bring to a party. I don't know. I just wasn't understanding her. I wasn't getting it either. The whole thing about the place car, it's like, whole, I was like, whoa, girl, <laughs> like, calm the fuck down. You're all going to sit down. I get being in new situations. Like I've gone to weddings before where I'm a little nervous if I'm seated at a table with people I don't know. I get, I kind of get that. But at the, I felt like she kind of was a little bit extra and went over the top with it. I was kind of like, calm down. And then to split up a husband and wife was pretty funny. And of course, to sit next to Teddy, which we saw in the episode, who clearly they both do not like each other, especially after Sutton called Teddy out on the all-in retreat and how she worded it wasn't very nice. Like, why would she waste her time going? Which I totally agree with that. And I'm kind of glad that Sutton called her out on that. I agree with Sutton calling her out. I think she could have said it in a little bit. uh, I think her delivery could have been better. She could have said it in a nicer way. But I do think it was important to say to Teddy, you can't act like you're all chill and you don't care. But then if you want people to go, like you have to, you have to balance that. Say, if you can't make it, I understand if you don't feel like doing this because it's a fitness retreat, I totally get it. But if you're interested in working out, I'd love to have you there. It means so much to have your support. Perfect. Not, I don't care if you go or not. So I do think Teddy needs to work on her delivery too, as well as Sutton. But I just, I think Sutton was just waiting for the moment to be able to like 
just give it back to Teddy. I think she like has a target to break Teddy down and I can't figure out why. I mean, they're both from the South. You think they would band together, but I guess they just don't really see eye to eye on anything. And so of course, Rena. I think cause she's an easy target. She is. Like Teddy. I mean, I, I feel bad saying this cause she is a nice person, but I mean, I've talked before. Nice people don't necessarily belong on reality TV shows. I, I think it's because she's an easy target. And of course, who, I mean, what would we expect from that game? What was a first impression of that person? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, your first uh. impression and then like how it's changed. I mean, obviously this is a way to tell everyone how nice they are. And I love how Sutton's like, uh, at first when I saw you, I thought you were drop dead gorgeous and you are drop dead gorgeous. Like I do agree. It got a little too like kumbaya, but I think it was really just meant to say, you know, when I first saw you, I thought you were going to be materialistic. And while you like nice things, I, I couldn't get over how generous you are. I mean, like everyone kind of spend it to be something nice. And I love that Sutton goes, I'm not going to be that nice. And she just was like, Teddy, I thought you were going to be boring. And when I heard you were pregnant, I thought, oh, Lord, which is so mean, especially as someone who's only been able to get pregnant via IVF and sort of just, I don't want to say magically, but out of surprise, unexpectedly, gets pregnant naturally. Like, I just wouldn't have said the pregnancy part, particularly. I mean, my jaw dropped and everyone's faces were like, oh, snap. Like, horrible. And then there was a, what made, that didn't make Teddy cry, did it? Was that the moment that made Teddy cry? Or was it something else? They were all talking about the retreat, I think. Everyone, yeah. Everyone chimed in about the retreat. And it turned into, I think it just felt like Teddy was like, everyone was like saying something about her. And she's hormonal and pregnant. And like, I feel like your hormones go through like waves. And so it's like in the beginning, it's like peak hormonal. Then you kind of mellow out a little bit. And then towards the end, you get peak hormonal as well. So, I mean, she was, I think she's eight weeks pregnant at this point. So she's going to be emotional. I just, I felt so bad for her. She might've been further along because she knew the gender. Well, I didn't, they, I thought they found out gender very quickly. I don't know. Yeah, Either but, way. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. But yeah. she, um, I, I just felt bad for her because I felt like then it's like one of those moments where you're like crying and everyone's like, don't cry, don't cry. It's like, you all just attacked me. Just give me a moment. Uh, and I just felt like Sutton never really handled it well after that. No, and Edwin, fucking Edwin was too busy eating his salmon to like get up and go after his wife. Like, I was like, what the fuck? I, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So then we have that happen. And then Stoner Mauricio. Oh my gosh. And Aaron, Aaron, who I hope smokes some weed with Mauricio, starts talking about his business. And I, (laughs) everyone's reaction, like you said, was everything, every person. Erica's interview on this was particularly my favorite saying you don't even play a, a doctor on tv which i thought was really funny and just something to dig and i had this thought instantly while watching it and a few other people commented this as well if you could heal your achilles tendon in two months why didn't you just heal denise's hernia so she didn't have to have surgery and go through all of that God, I don't know. I mean know. like i don't know you're talking about you're this master healer and you know modern medicine it doesn't like People don't like big pharma doesn't want you to know about like the fact that you don't need drugs and you don't need surgeries and you don't need treatment. You can just, I can just heal you with like, I don't know. I don't know. talking about splitting atoms. I didn't understand it at all. I'm like, okay, what you're saying doesn't even make sense. Then why aren't you healing Denise? Why aren't you healing everyone who's getting COVID come fix this pandemic for us, Aaron? 
God, I, I would love to know his thoughts on COVID. I would probably want to gouge my eyeballs while I find out. But I also thought it was funny that he talked about being followed. Like Big Pharma is following Aaron and Denise Richards. Like I was like, what? <laughs> the people who are following you are the camera crew and the paparazzi that you probably paid <laughs> to take pictures of you. Like what? Well, then he said, we're being followed, but she's protected. And he like looked at people like, she's protected. Then why are you worried? Like I didn't, I didn't understand it. And also, like, who's protecting her? You've never been sh- shown with bodyguards or any type of protection. So what is? Are you protecting her spirit and her aura? Is that? Like, I just don't. He made no sense. I I don't think he was high either. That's what scares me. I think Aaron legit thinks these things and like believes his own bullshit. But like, I just I don't even know. I. I don't even know either. I mean, it's that big dick energy. Seriously. like He's had so much sex Aaron he's literally knocked him. some brain cells out of himself. <laughs> I, he, that BDE. I mean, I don't know. I died, though. I will say my favorite moment of that whole little interaction was Mauricio asking Denise for the salmon. <laughs> he was like, right, can I have your salmon? That was great. <laughs> Oh, Mauricio. So funny. Stoner Mauricio is like everyone's favorite human being. I love that he doesn't really hide it anymore. Not that he should. I had a few people be like, is this just openly like accepted? But in California, it's not a big deal at all. So I think he's just kind of like, yeah, it's what I do. I like to get high. Yeah. I mean, he's not filming himself doing it. It's just the aftermath. So I'm like, sure. Why not? Oh boy. Um, such a good episode. I can't, I just can't wait to see what, when this turning point happens, when we start dealing with Brandy and Kim and Eileen, like everybody comes back, but I'm loving the buildup and I'm loving Beverly Hills so far. With Mother's Day just uh, less than a week away now, if you're wondering what sort of gifts you might want to be subtly telling your family that you'd like, we highly recommend you consider this great new book on motherhood and just life in general, Though the Mountains Be Shaken by the amazing Ariel Selwyn. Ariel's story is just so inspiring. She went through a 10-year battle with different health concerns, having to be an advocate for herself, telling doctors, you know, that she needed more tests and just not really stopping, fighting for herself and fighting for a sense of normalcy for her and her family. And her goal with everyone reading this book is to think that if she can get through this, that so can you. So if you're going through any type of challenge, which a lot of us are right now, thanks to, uh, being confined to our homes, we highly recommend that you check out the book, Though the Mountains Be Shaken, available on Amazon. I have to pivot to a sad, sad moment. We are only, we, only, we are approaching the finale of Summer House, and I'm so heartbroken. I know. I am so sad. I don't want summer to be over because summer has, what is that famous Kyle quote? Summer is supposed to be fun and it has been fun. I don't want it to end. This season has been so good. We say this every fucking week, but it's everything that Vanderpump Rules isn't. It's just entertaining, just very (laughs) entertaining to watch. It is. And I just, I don't know. I feel like there's so many aspects all of us can relate to. I think there's a part of us that just wants to go let loose, have fun every weekend, but then like be able to go back to our jobs and be like, adults during the week. Uh, we, of course, continue the drama with Luke and Hannah. And you and I both had the same thoughts on this. I don't get why Amanda and Paige feel like they are so involved in this or why the whole house is like, this needs to be figured out. It's going to bring the whole house down. It's going to ruin the weekend. I agreed with Lindsay and she's like, if you two are good, 
I'm good. And if you two aren't good, I'm still going to be nice to both of you. Like I, you two figure your own stuff out. It doesn't need to involve the whole house. Yeah, it just became a lot. I mean, I, I just, it just became a lot. I, it's one thing to be like protective of your friend and voicing your concerns, which they all have. Everyone's chimed in, but just let the girl live. She just got some, <laughs> apparently it wasn't sex, but mm. you know, he went down For under an hour and, and a half. she was really feeling, really feeling it and just let her enjoy it. It got really tense. I felt like even Amanda in that argument with Hannah about like, would you ever let me, a guy talk to me like that? And I was like, whoa, okay, well, we can talk about all this shit that Kyle's done, (laughs) but honey, we'll save that for another show. I just felt like they just don't like Luke and they don't want her with Luke is really what it all comes down to. And it's just like, and I'm glad she eventually said that. She's like, I know what I'm doing. Like I'm a grown ass woman. I've been in situations that haven't been the healthiest. I know what I'm doing here. And you guys only know so much. So like, just let me do my thing. I liked it too. I, I was really proud of herself for like standing up for herself and kind of just putting it to an end. But then we pivot to another three person friendship that is kind of a mess. And that is Carl and Danielle secretly hooked up. I mean, what the fuck? Danielle, I'm like, girl, I've been rooting. I felt like the tire banks, like I've been rooting for you just because I've always liked Danielle, boring or not. I've always like, just think she's fun and enjoy having a Latina in the summer house <clears throat> home anyways. But the producer is showing us all those clips and moments. I was like, huh? I'm like, why didn't you show us a little more? Because you wanted this big reveal, but what the fuck? I, I don't, I kind of think, and not to jump ahead, but I'll just say, I kind of feel like Danielle, like Lindsay already knew. Yeah. Like, in front of cameras, I did like, maybe she didn't because her reaction wasn't anything major. And it didn't really start that big of a fight, to be honest. No. So I, that's why I kind of feel like she knew, but she didn't want to reveal that in front of cameras for the drama, maybe. But I kind of feel like Danielle told her. I Yeah, I agree. I, I think it felt a little underwhelming, the response to it. Uh I also, I don't know. I still keep going back and forth on Carl. I just feel like Carl's kind of shady. Like, do you think Carl told Lindsay? I don't think he did. No, I don't think he told Lindsay at all. I think he's definitely shady. I don't think he told Lindsay. I think Danielle, like I can just, given how close Danielle and Lindsay are, and I see them posting about each other all the time on Instagram, I just feel like she would break down and tell her. But it's just weird. It's like very strange how, how all this happened in one summer like one minute yeah carl and Lindsay are together and the way they propose it on tv at least is like three weeks later she gets a boyfriend and then now she's still with that hook. it's just very strange right. it appears yeah so. which yeah is, which is great yeah, i don't know her. it was very strange but carl gets really shit-faced and they have of course like all these bravo shows have these brilliant ideas of doing the things you shouldn't do with a roast but before the roast he gets really we did get one positive piece of news amanda and kyle set a date oh yeah it's a pretty good date i would say um it's an amazing date it's incredible it's my birthday (laughs) 9 25 It should be a national holiday. I'm kidding. I'm really curious to see, given that they're in New York, I don't know if they're planning on getting married in New York. I'm really curious to see if they still have it or if they have to have it with a lot fewer fewer people. Guessing that will be addressed on the reunion, I would think. Um, But that was my first thought too. I'm like, oh shoot, they just finally pick a date, have their shit together and a huge curveball is thrown away. But I think anybody who has a wedding in 2020 post 
I mean, if you had a, if your wedding was scheduled for any time after March of 2020, you're probably scrambling as well, but uh, I'm sure that is a challenge and we'll learn more about it. Uh, yeah. But then the roast starts and I have to say, I was surprised at the people who had really good roasts and shocked by the ones who had horrible, who had horrible ones. Who, who's your favorite? I was really taken aback by Jules roast on Amanda, basically saying like calling her clicky. Amanda got a lot of heat from a lot of people. I kind of felt bad for her, but I was like, Oh, Jules, like there you are a little sassy little sex pot. Um, But I was surprised by that. And then Amanda's roast on Lindsay. Ouch. Right. It was Lindsay. Ouch. And then Paige, which we'll get into. (laughs) But how about you? Who were you surprised by? I was shocked that Carl was so bad. (laughs) I don't know why. I just, I mean, he was really drunk. But I thought he could have delivered some sort of laugh. I was shocked by Jules. I thought she actually, for being kind of just this cute little pretty face that likes to have fun, hers was really good. And then I didn't quite understand Luke's, but I liked where he was going with both of his. I wouldn't say his delivery was, yeah, it was, he's not great at it, but I I liked the direction he was heading in. I actually think Paige, um, hers was my favorite other than what happened afterwards. I love what she said about Jules when she was like, Oh, Jules, you know, I, uh, I didn't forget it. Like something about like, I forgot about you much like the rest of this house all summer. And then I did love how she said, um, that Lindsay, was it like, the two faces putting makeup on, or was that Amanda? Yeah. Um, I don't know one of them. It might have been. Paige. I think it was Paige. Way, I think Amanda was saying like everything's like nothing's fake, and then everything's fake. Um, but then Paige just goes crazy. <laughs> she went fucking crazy on Lindsay, and Lindsay just sat there and was like, uh, like didn't really have much of a reaction, but she goes off on her and. It was the way she did it. Well, she was like backing up. It was like a backup yeah. truck and she's pointing her finger and is like, and you're a mean girl and you're fake and you're this and you're that. And I was like, damn, Paige. Sounds like you've been wanting to say that for a while. Um, yeah. I like Lindsay. I mean, I know she can be get activated, if you will. I don't have, I mean, much. I don't dislike her. I think she I kind of, I mean, means yeah, I feel like I like all of them. I mean, there's certain things about them like, yeah, that'd be annoying or that's kind of crazy, but I think they all have redeeming qualities that make them like good friends and they truly do care about us. And then there's moments start a lot of drama or get super drunk, but that's what makes the show so entertaining and so enjoyable. So I, I, I guess I kind of have the same feeling about all of them. I'm going to really miss this though. I wish we got more summer house and, Less Vanderpump Rules, but thank the Lord, Vanderpump Rules is ending this week as well. I mean, honestly. Uh, it's not. It's ending. Oh, I thought this um, was the upcoming. Oh, okay. So we have two more the weeks. The week of eight. No. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. Two more weeks. I think all that happened this week was, I mean, more happened, but basically Stassi and Bo got engaged. I felt like there should have been more about that. Not so much like the celebration, but they got really drunk afterwards. I would have loved to have seen like the after party. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like with Vanderpump, there's so many things they need. I don't know how we keep talking about. I don't know how that show is going to survive or get another season or why and why we continue to talk about it and then compassion every week. But I mean, 
at least give us those hidden cameras, you know, that you see in other shows. Like we saw in Beverly Hills this week when Kyle got hammered off the fireball shots and they make yeah. it like hidden footage that. or Come whatever. On. But but anyway, I don't know. That's Vanderpump. <laughs> I, I agree that Stassi's outfit, she should have taken a dress. I thought it was cute that Lisa got a dress for her. But yeah, I wasn't really. I was like, yeah, whatever. I think she was just like, you know what? This is what I'm I really wore when I got engaged. I'm just going to wear this all day. I want this to be all the photos. I thought, yeah, I... I would have probably taken the dress, but that's okay. Um, I think that's, I mean, and then they started doing like these, those stupid cheesy montages. Like, I mean, Ariana was actually funny with hers, but I don't know, just the whole like, you know, softball thing. Um, but she legit had to get stitches on her mouth, by the way. If people didn't like follow up with like her post afterwards, she takes, hit, throws a bat and it hits her in the face. And then she takes a picture with like her bloody mouth and she like cut her lip all the way through with that bat random fact um and that oh basically gosh. is the episode i don't really think there's anything else to cover now there really isn't there really um, isn't i think so now we're at our shout out and at i all. actually want to pivot we discussed a shout out and i want to do a different one so i'm going to throw a curveball at you much like Ooh. covid's done to all of us we were going to give it to summer house and i do think summer house definitely deserves a shout out but i completely forgot a bigger event happened a moment of happiness celebration for Anderson Cooper, who posted a picture of his oh, sweet little baby boy, yeah. Wyatt. I'm, I'm sure all of us are wondering, did he use the same surrogate as Andy? And we'll probably never have that answer. But I just think it's so sweet that I think after seeing Andy become a dad, he realized that's a reality for him. It's something he wanted. And now he has a sweet little baby boy, too. Oh, my God. And the story about his name. Wyatt is named after Anderson's father who passed away when he was 10. And then Morgan, the middle name. So his name is Wyatt Morgan Cooper. And then Morgan, the middle name he found, Anderson found while cleaning out through his mother's stuff, um, a list of names. And Morgan was always on the top. So I, know, I, I like, cried. Oh my God. All the feelings and the emotions. And uh, it's so sweet. And it's just good news. Like, I, I mean, I think there's a reason why everyone's loving John Krasinski's some good news, little fake little news show and all that stuff. It's just nice to see happy things. Yes. And that's just, I'm like tearing up thinking about his little post when he explained the name. It was just, so, I think it's just so beautiful. And I'm so happy for him that he thought growing up as a, knowing that he was gay very early on in life, that having a child would never be something that he would get to do. And the fact that he gets to do it, I think is really amazing. Incredible. And that little white will be best yeah. friends, whether he wants to or not, no with choice. little Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Basically forced friendships like our kids. <laughs> Look, if you're going to be friends and you're going to like she's each fun. Other. You're going to make it fun. But yes. <laughs> so with that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we are wrapping up this episode 15 minutes over. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, not too bad, but. We have so many fun, exciting things in store. I like can't wait to share this news when it's ready to be shared. No, it's not. And I'm, I'm not pregnant. I'm it's podcast. Yes, podcast I'm news. Not pregnant. Nope. So only one baby. It's podcast related news. But to stay on top of that, you all have to still continue to follow us. So please, please, please subscribe. Please leave ratings. Please leave a review. We do read them positive and negative. We look into everything. We're always working on our sound editing. So thank you for calling those things out to us because we're always looking into it. And if you aren't following us on Instagram, please do at Real Moms of Bravo and we will catch you next week. You will fail. 
So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.